one thing that I learned in secondary school is how to be a hustler. I think I have wicked tendencies, but I'm not wicked. <laughs> you're always saying bad energy, stay far away, but... Bad energy, stay far away, but you're the bad energy. I dare you to lick in Kechi's pants. You guys don't know I have brain. I have brain. First of all, nobody asked. Second of all, your outfit is actually trash and we don't care. The only time, the only time I'm on my knees is... Well, that's, that's, that's classified. Ah, uh, <laughs> is a family channel. I hope my mother isn't listening to this podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Care Package. It's episode 76. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And today we're going to be talking about adulthood. Um, it's not fun. We're going to use, um, because I think we were just like, well, first of all, shout out to Sid for the episode idea. Yeah. Um, and second of all, we were just deep in that, like, because you know, everybody always looks forward to turning 21. Because you're like, you know, it's 21, I'm an adult. Yeah. But what happens after that? Like, you just deep that, like, the age itself is actually not that fun. Um, So we're just going to be talking about the fact that we're actually adults now, which is just so crazy. Um, and some of the responsibilities that will come with that. But before we get into that, it's tea time. So <laughs> obviously, over the week, we're just going to, you know, run you guys through what's happened as usual. Um. No so I think one light one to start off with is they're taking bounty out for the celebrations exactly. and I just think that's great. If and I like think anybody who likes bounty, you have questionable morals. I like to say, <laughs> like I don't know what makes you so satisfied with coconut and chocolate, like. Mm. Just eat chocolate and drink Capri Sun if you're looking for a tropical flavor. Like, I didn't grab. But yeah, live your best life. Well, you can't live your best life anymore because they're taking it out. So enjoy the Milky Ways and the teasers. To be fair, like, I also don't really like Mars. Milky Way is also a bit mid. But thank you guys Maltesers, for this episode of the Care Package. <laughs> Galaxy Snickers. Yeah. I actually yeah. don't like Snickers. You like Twix? Yeah. Who doesn't I like, like Twix? I don't like Twix. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones I eat in the celebration, Mars, Milky Ways, and Teasers. Everything else is up for grabs. Twix, if there's Twix there. Do you know what I really don't like? Because I feel like it's a gamble every time. Celebrate, um, not celebration, quality streets. Mm, quality street is not good i can't like of all these like <laughs> chocolate boxes because there's quality street there's celebrations there's one and there's another one i can't remember what it's called but it's the one that has like dairy milk inside and it has like one orange one and you know brits will know what i'm talking about i think it's the dairy milk chocolate box i don't think it's called dairy milk chocolate box. it's not but i think it's made it's a cadbury chocolate box it's made mm, by it's cadbury's 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 the Cadbury one is actually really good. I really like it. Quality Street is actually not nice. There's only like one nice chocolate inside Quality Street. And if they don't have everything that's on it, God knows what you end up picking. Okay, and then moving on to a bit more questionable things. Um, Matt Hancock is on I'm a Celebrity. For those of you not the is- out there, I'm a Celebrity is like survival. Like, it's the exact same thing. And just to put it into perspective, I'm sure you're like, why are these two girls telling us that one bozo is on this show? For those of you that don't know, 
Hancock. I don't, would you like to tell the people who Matt Hancock is? Matt Hancock was um, the health secretary during the pandemic years. And Elizabeth I had an affair. But... Hello, we'll get there now. So he was the health secretary. <laughs> and then um, he was caught. Apart from the fact that he did a terrible job as health secretary. So he could have um, he was, you know what? It's one thing for there to just be rumors, but video evidence of him and was it his secretary? I don't know who the woman was, I can't remember. Him and one woman, Sha. Um, video evidence came out that they were having an affair, they were both married. Um, they were having an affair and they were really having an affair. Um, and yeah, they actually both left their partners, their partners left them to start their life together. I don't know how their life is going now, but I mean, love wins or whatever. Um, but now his side's gone, I'm a celeb, which, first of all, what is he doing on there? Second of all, he's been suspended from the Tory party for that reason, and not even expelled, suspended. And me, I'm just like, it wasn't the thousands of people that died on his watch. It wasn't the scandalous <laughs> affair. It's the fact that, you know, he was That's British the deal breaker. People, British people draw the line at their officials being on TV. No fucking way. And then moving on to some sadder things, we recently lost one of the members of the Migos. Um, Takeoff died recently this week. I couldn't believe it was true. Okay, so Takeoff unfortunately died from a dice game turned into gone pew, 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 pew. And there's been a lot of talk about just, you know, the rap genre and the encouragement of violence in the rap genre and you guys can't even be like know that this is this 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 is there's literally a song called murder on my mind you guys can't tell me anything so basically everyone's been questioning it and our friend mr certified lover boy himself I guess it was bad timing. I guess they had already like scheduled it to post on Apple Music before this happened. But um, Drake and 21 Savage, the actual Brit and the wannabe Brit, released an album called Her Loss. And Aubrey, we know Aubrey as a lover boy, you know. Aubrey gave us baby gimme everything. Aubrey gave us bangers, you know. He gave us he gave us love songs, not on this one. Aubrey came for everyone and their dad. Even people that didn't even know Aubrey were catching stray bullets. Megan the he mentioned, Megan the Stallion, and obviously the shooting that happened with Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez. And Tory Lanez actually has an ankle bracelet on. He's on house arrest. That shots Grinch. Tory Lanez has an ankle? I didn't know that. Yeah, he has He's an ankle bracelet. Yeah. Is it because of Megan? I don't know, but I think so. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and then... um. He actually came at Serena Williams' husband and called him a groupie. And he was like, yeah. okay, but I still married her. Where are you? <laughs> and then, yeah, that was just kind of... We weren't really having it because Drake, like, it's one thing to say, I want to shoot you, but it's one thing to, like... It's another thing, especially with the Megan situation. That situation has been taken out of concept. Like, Megan's caught a lot of heat for someone that was shot in... The person, the victim... Has taking more heat than the person that actually did the shooting, which is crazy. And so, I just want to say that on this podcast, we believe women. Yeah, we believe women. We believe women. Also, Terry Lynn is an evil man. But, 
Um, yeah. So that happened. So people aren't really happy with Aubrey right now. Aubrey is catching a bit of heat. But for him too, like, what was his thought process? Because I understand that, like, okay, in rap, like, we diss and stuff. But, like, huh, gun violence just after we've lost one of the members <laughs> of Migos is not really making sense. Oh, brand no. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, we also lost. So, for those of you guys who don't know, we recently lost Ifai as well. In this, I think they were back to back actually. Yeah, they were. If I, if I, by the way, is Davido's son. And if you don't know Davido, then I actually don't know. But you, um, <laughs> so Davido has, well, he had three children and two girls and a boy. If I was his youngest. And unfortunately, we started hearing rumors on Monday, 31st of October, yeah. um, that he had passed away. A lot of us were still in denial. But as of the next day, Tuesday, when we were also hearing that takeoff's death was confirmed, it was now looking like Fanny's death was also confirmed. And yeah, it's just really sad news. I think those past those two days were quite sad for a lot of people. Um, yeah. We love Davido, we love Migos, and we're really just praying for them and their families right now. We're praying that if I rest in peace, we pray. I think for- it's crazy because like you know, Dave, that was Davido's son, and you know mm-hmm. we don't understand that. But like, I think a lot of people forget that the Migos are actually related. So Quavo is actually Takeoff's uncle. Mm-hmm. Like to see your niece, like because some people, you know, people can't put down their phones. So someone actually recorded the mm-hmm. tragic event, and a video was circulating. I think it's been taken down. Um, but like, can you imagine as an uncle, you've grown up with like you have this boy band with your nephew and not boy band, <laughs> rap group. <laughs> What's the difference between a boy band and a rap group? A boy band is like what direction are you? Don't know your beauty, <laughs> but yeah, and a rap uh, group is like raindrop, drop top, book it or cook it or hot pot. But yeah, um, yeah, to actually be holding your nephew's bloody body in your arms. That's I don't wish that on anybody. And like Anu said, we're praying for both families. Yeah, there's been it's been a lot of doom and gloom. Like there's been a lot of deaths. Like recently Aaron Carter died as well. Like it's a lot. November is on smoke. I don't know what's going on, but and then speaking of remembrance, um this week was actually also the Wakanda Forever premiere. So Wakanda Forever eh? Hey. has been pyramid <laughs> how far you know <laughs> the movie has been showing for the I'll first take time over, I'll take over yeah so the premieres for uh-huh. the Wakanda Forever movies happened I'm not sure about the US but I know we had a UK one and we had an Nigerian yeah. one yeah. was that one in the US as well I think it's on the 11th or was it oh it's on the 11th itself I think so yeah I don't know um, what I don't know, but the ones in the UK and Nigeria, they weren't there. Like, they were the premieres for, like, you know, rich and famous. The actual premiere for the rest of us is on Friday, the 11th of November. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so obviously we got some fits. We got some... Especially that when we <laughs> both Nigerians, you get some atrocities. So first of all, <laughs> I'm so gassed to tell you guys this one. I'll give her the floor. Okay, so um, for my Nigerians out there, I'm sure we all know Tiana's place, Empire, the fashion lady Tiana, who really does like loads of these. She dresses a lot of celebrities. She's quite known in the she fashion. She was in the Real Housewives of Lagos, if anybody watched yeah. her. And 
This is this is do you know what this stems from? It stems from Big Brother people thinking they're the shit. So she actually dressed one of the Big Brother contestants. Do you know that I didn't know that that's who that was? <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I only knew after I read the story. Um and when she dressed him, he had a cape. And the cape had a picture of Chadwick Boseman. Bear in mind what I said, Chadwick Boseman. It was a tribute, you know. Where it went wrong was they wrote R.I.P. Chad Boswick. <laughs> and I don't know how that made it through the final stages. That's what I'm confused about. And, you know, it'd be one thing to, you know, have the mistake. But on her story, she was actually showing the kick. And she was like, Tribute to Chad Boswick. She said Chad Boswick at least like four times. Do people and, not do and, the math? Like, and I'm do people not do their research? I'm a tad confused. And now all the and videos. Nigeria is just a terrible place of Taking down the stories. Even the guy that posted pictures, he only posted the outfit from the front because people were in his comments saying, Chad Boswick. <laughs> but, you know, if there's one thing Nigerians love, you shame. But yeah, guys. Okay. That's what's currently going on this week. So now we're going to move on to talking about adulthood. And just speaking about this kind of middle area we're in right now. So, and when we first started the podcast, we are both 18 and now we're 21. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I've not deep that. Yeah. I'm not deep. <sighs> you guys are dedicated to talk about lives to you guys, you know. <laughs> When we first started this podcast, I was on my second semester of first year, and now me and I know about to graduate. That is crazy for me. Um, but yeah, how does that make you feel? Like, how does that feel for you? Um, I feel like with the pandemic as well, I don't feel like I'm like three years have passed. I feel like yeah. a yeah. year and a bit yeah. has passed. Like, it just feels insane. Like. It just feels, especially because obviously I'm graduating next year. Today I'm graduating at the end of the year, and it's to start looking for work. What do you mean by that? (laughs) And you know the thing about the thing about the thing is even if you're not looking for work, like even if you want to go into further education or whatever, Mm. the thing is with the education system thus far, we've all always known primary school, secondary school, secondary school. Like there was a path after Mm. university, like everybody's actually free to do whatever they like like you're actually on your own and that is so scary like i've been doing job applications because i want to work straight after uni and um it's not soft yeah i mean i think after like anu said it's a very big like i feel like i haven't had time to process it you know like i feel like obviously being in the accelerated program it was obviously very accelerated but, like, I feel like now I am doing a master's and I start my master's in September. And, um, yeah, like, for me, like, I just I just feel like it's moving too quick. Like, even my parents are like, oh, you graduate in, like, a year, right? I was like, nah, stop buying it. <laughs> they were like, our first kid is, like, fully through, like, undergrad. And my brother is going to college. And they were like, okay, all our kids are college kids. And to me, it's just so crazy, like, how much we've just, like, grown. Like, everything after sixth form kind of feels like a blur. Yeah, I agree. 
And just speaking about that, let's talk about the new responsibilities we have met as an adult. One thing we also speak about this a lot on this podcast when we talk about being an adult and growing up, financial responsibility. The days of like seeing something on Amazon and being like, I have pocket money, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> you have to think about it. <laughs> I think I would say with this financial responsibility one, I think it depends on like where you are at the minute. And I know it's different for everybody. And it's also different um, based on like whether your parents live in the same country as you or not. I think for me personally, obviously last year I was working full time. There was nothing like pocket money. I was paying my own bills. I was paying everything except my rent, which my parents um, kindly still paid for me. Um, Whereas this year, because I'm a student, I've gone back to pocket money. But I know that next year, when I start working, it's going to be back to paying my own bills and paying for everything that I want. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, my parents are suddenly talking of all this, like easing me to start paying my rent. I'm ah. guys, I'm still a baby girl. Yeah, I still I have two me. more years. <laughs> I blame my brother for this because that guy is uh, because he's he's in this country now. But yeah, um, yeah, just being. Like I said, just being responsible for myself. So, like I said, it's the exact same situation. So, my parents can they still pay my rent and tuition, but everything else is my own, my own problem essentially. So, my phone bill, my insurance, my taxes, electric bill, like everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so wild to me. Like. I feel like especially going to like boarding school and you know your money was kept in the office or like first starting uni and you know you got pocket money and now it's like I get a paycheck every two weeks and it's it's like mine. That's like, your money. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to start thinking about saving and investments and all that. Yeah. You know what I hate, right? I feel like I might have said this on this podcast before, but like why can't we just work and save? Like why can't that just be life? Why do we have to invest? Why do we have to have multiple streams of income why do we have those stocks and bonds and crypto and why can't it just be simple you know yeah i wish but yeah i think one thing i'd say has definitely changed for me is like i've kind of stopped well when i first started getting a paycheck i was very like resale therapy was my best friend but um i kind of started looking at things like as investments so like Obviously, I still buy the willy-nilly thing here and there just to, you know, make me happy. If I'm having a bad day, I'll order, like, something on Amazon. But, like, I think everything I look at now is an investment. So, like, I might have wanted a new, like, I might have wanted to do a PLT haul, but then I need to get a new laptop, like, because my laptop's an investment. Like, I started weighing it out a bit more and everything is like, well, in the long run, am I going to do this? This is this thing. Also, building credit, like, what the fuck? Like, guys, I have a credit score. Like, was that, like, I just used to ask my mommy for her card details. Like, why do I have a credit card? Like, I have to pay off every month. And, you know, one thing I will say is, like, as a, not as a first-year adult, but I'll say one thing that's catching loads of young adults right now is Klarna and Afterpay. If you do not have the money in your accounts, do not fucking do Don't. I'm not or like if the money is not com- okay, if the money is coming tomorrow, next week, okay. Yeah. But if you know that, first of all, you don't have it. Second of all, there's no prospects of you having <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, there's no prospect of you having it. Like, I do use Kana and Afterpay, but like, I'll Thing only. Is, you know what? Yeah. I've actually never used either, and I'll let you finish and then I'll explain why I've not used either before. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, if I use Kana, the only places I use those are, are like, I use Kana on, or PLT, I use Afterpay on PLT, and I used Afterpay on if I'm going to Sephora, only because. I know those are really big purchases. And like Anu said, I have a considerable stream of income. And what I do is if I don't have that money in my accounts, I won't clan out after paying. So let's say the whole thing is like 200. If my bank account is saying 150, no fucking way. Like, okay. because what I do is I finance the first one and then I bullet pay the rest. So like on one random day, I'll just pay off because I don't want to think about it. Because okay. the longer you leave it, you hear and me. the interest on Kana is high, bro. If you don't pay on time, they will grab you there. There was a girl that like kept missing her Kana payments. At the end of the year, she would Kana 3K. 3K. And what I she financed was like 500. Yeah. I was about to say, what she started with was probably not that 3K. <laughs> For me, like, I feel like it's the Nigerian in me, you know. I need to get used to the fact that I actually, I'm like, you know, I'm British. Because... Obviously, like Nigerians, we don't know anything about credits. All we know is debit and payment, yeah. right? Yeah. So at first, the concept of cloud and after pay to me felt so like, oh, you're broke. You don't have money. But it's not even that. Because at the end of the day, those things, if you pay them on time, they're actually helping your credits, but they're actually helping your life. When you want to buy a house now, they want to see what's your credits, this thing, like what's been your experience? Have you shown that you're able to buy things and pay them back on time? So these things actually matter. Um, yeah. so maybe I'll get into it someday, but for now, uh, I did feel those people. I did feel, <laughs> I did Okay, the I next did. thing is mental health, and I think when we speak about mental health, we kind of have to speak about like the job market and dealing with failure or rejection as an adult. God, lie, my mental health is trash. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say one thing I've learned just over the few years, especially as we are COVID babies, um, just like taking the time, like, you know, the money is always going to be made, but like, if you're not okay to make the money, like if you're not in a good place to make the money, then like take your time. Like, I think what I've had to realize is like, even if you're having a bad day, like there's some days where you just need to call out, you just need to take a minute. And you, that's life. And I think, like I said, it's the Nigerian in us because, like, maybe it's because it's the boarding school, but, like, in boarding school, if you were sick, you went to the med bay for, like, two hours and you were back in it. There wasn't really, like, oh. Oh, why don't you rest? <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'm not going to school today. Somebody come and beat me. Like, I don't want to go to school again. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I think there was no solid, like, I'm not, I don't want to go. And I think that you need, like, some days you're just not feeling up to it. And, you know, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. what I've learned. Like, if I'm not going to school, I'm going to give, like, 80%, because you can't give 100 all the time. If I'm not going mm-hmm. to give, like, 80%, I'm just not going to go in. Like, I'll do my work at home, but sometimes you just need a minute to process what mm-hmm. the heck. And I think... I think for me, with mental health rejection failure i think struggling with my mental health is something that i never i never really struggled with my mental health until very recently um 
I would say, but I, I have a quite a toxic mentality where I think I still try to push myself. Obviously, there's some days where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not doing anything today. I'm, yeah. I'm staying in. But there are also days where, because I, it's rather than like tell myself, oh, if I'm not giving 80%, then I'm not going to do it at all. I just tell, I try to tell myself, okay, even if I'm only doing 10%, like even if I'm only passively watching a lecture in my bed, at least I'm doing something. Because this uni, I can't even afford to take too many days off because the pressure is just getting worse. Third year is not a joke. And I think obviously I mentioned this briefly earlier, but the pressure of like your next step, what you're going to do next, what are you, what, you know, looking for a job, looking for this one, that one. It's a lot, especially like when your parents have done so well for themselves and when your parents have done so much to give you a good life, yeah. it's not your turn to follow up. They've done their part. It's not yeah. you. What do you mean my parents have done my part? You guys are actually old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think speaking of pressure, I think we definitely have to speak about both of us being first daughters. Like, we are the blueprints mm. for the kids. Like, I know as a brother and I have two younger siblings. I have a brother and a sister. And... I think, like Anu says, like, even at work, when I have my, like, annual feedback thing, the one I get the most is, like, you're too hard on yourself. And that's just because I'm constantly, and it's to no fault of their own, like, I'm just constantly reminded that I am the blueprint for my brother and sister. So, like, classic example is, like, for the first, like, what do you do? Like, eight semesters. So, I do eight semesters of school. And for the first four my GPA was 3.7. And then I think one of the COVID semesters, it dropped to a 3.3. And I got to back up. But that 3.3, like seeing those results, I I started crying. And if 3.3 isn't bad. It's a high, high achiever syndrome. What have you been achieving high all your life? Yeah. And like for me, like I could still stay in my accelerated program. I just had a really, really bad semester. And just to like put GPA into perspective for you. So if you get straight A's, it's a four O. And like let's say you have straight A's and one B is like a three A's. So like that semester, I had three A's and one C. So that just dragged the whole thing. That C carried the whole thing down. And for me, like I did like my parents were like, Why are you crying? Like it's okay, this is this. And I was like, I know, but I just had a bad semester. The teacher sucked, this is this. They were like, It's okay, like you got three A's, like. And I think that pressure to just, like, overachieve because, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that. Because, you know, I'll be on the phone with my parents and, like, my sister will get a B and they'll be like, well, your sister got an A. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I feel like I just can't fail. Like, internship, like, failure and rejection. Me, I felt failure and rejection. Looking for my architecture internship, I cried. And I'm very happy to be in a spot where I have my internship and I have another job that I really, really like. But, like... I feel like I just can't, I can't fail. Like, I feel like I'm just always doing something. Guys, Chira is about to start crying. Oh, actually, I'll start crying. I feel like I'm always doing something 24-7. And I feel like finding time for myself is crazy. Like, even if you ask my friends, like, ask Annie, when we're trying to find availability for these things, like, well, I'm in school from this thing. Sure, I just called you guys this thing, by the way. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but yeah, like I'm in school from nine to nine because I have school and then I go to work. And on the weekends I'm at work, so I can never go to brunch. And it's like, where where does the line like cause I'm just, you know, I'm a first daughter, I have to be this, I have to be that. 
And I feel like when I have fun, I'm doing something bad, you know? Like, when I wanted to go to London for spring break, my parents were like, well, your sister needs someone to stay. I was like, you know what? I pick me this time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think... No. Yeah, no, I was her. actually having a conversation about this um first child syndrome thing. And what I what I think is funny is because I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, a requirement for the person that they date or the person that they go out with is that they must be a firstborn son or a firstborn or an only child. And I never understood that until very recently. I just did that. Us firstborn people, sometimes like we're forced to, our lives have to be together. Yeah, we're yeah, third parents. Happy. We're <laughs> third parents. We're chefs. We are life coaches. We just do everything. Well, and I feel like... For you, you're responsible for the ones after you. After you. And just like, first of all, I didn't ask for that because I'm not the one that <laughs> conceived these guys. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know. It's just kind of insane. I think it's... it's You can definitely tell, like, overachievers, like, people who, you know, can't take rejection as much. People who, you know, you can kind of tell that those are the first bones because... We've always had so much pressure on us yeah. to be great that we just, you know, we're, we're not okay for anything less than great. And I think that's been a hard lesson for all of us as we grow older is that more time you won't be great, actually. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of have to deal with that, I'm afraid. I think another thing in dating someone that's a firstborn is like, if you don't have your shit together, you're going to be very you're going to feel very inadequate in your relationship because as the firstborn, like, I've had my shit together from, like, like, I said, it's that whole path thing. Like, I think I know where I'm going to be in the next five years. But, like, can you imagine... I'm not dating anyone. Everyone I date knows where they're going. But can you imagine dating someone where you're, like, today they're, like, oh, um... I don't really know what I want to do. Like, they don't have a clear-cut plan. Mm. As a firstborn, that's so jarring to me. Like, not mm. jarring in, like, real life, but jarring in concept. Because, like, yeah, I'll support you, but, like, what's your plan? Like, what do you want to do? How are you going to use your life? You know? Yeah. Be mean, but, like... Okay. <laughs> I get what you mean. But, yeah. Being a first daughter... Hmm. Wouldn't recommend. Pressure gets worse every day. You are the blueprint. And, you know... As much as I would love to say I would love to relinquish that responsibility, like, I can't. Like, I am the blueprint. You know, I'm not saying, like, don't go out, don't make the mistakes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, Chidera and Waki, go and I made so many mistakes. Oh, fucking kill me. <laughs> Why did you just give us your government name? <laughs> I made so many mistakes, but, like, I'm not like I'm not going to be like, oh, don't make mistakes when you have siblings. Like, don't let them make all the mistakes. If you live your life, just to be the perfect blueprints. Ugh, life goes spoil. Um next thing, social aspects. I feel like as I've gotten older, yeah. The yeah. Club scene. Like I love going to a good club. But I just can't be out for like the five hours I used to be out for, you know? Sure as old. <laughs> I'm not like I know always says on this podcast, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And I think for me, like one of my love languages is quality time. And I think just being there with the people I care about is enough for me. Like when I was 18, I could be in that club mosh pit for like five years. Like I could be there from 10 
to seven in the morning. But I feel like now, like, you know, you want to know someone with a table. You want to be classy. Oh. You know, now we still have years to go. I think, honestly, I still think we're in our, we're not in our table era just yet. I feel like we're still in our mosh pitting era. For me, like, I'm still able to do the hours and hours of going out. But the thing I've noticed that I can't do, when I was in first year, guys, I'll go out the night before. 9 a.m. sharp, I'm on my practical, and I'm awake. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> if I go out on one day, I need to, I need a recovery the next day. Sorry. No, if you ask my two friends, I guess, you need it. Um... Actually, there was a day we were supposed to go out, and I said, let me take a nap. You know when I woke up 9 a.m. the next day? <laughs> Once I touch bed, it's lights out. It's like, And I think the hardest thing for me was we just recently went out for Halloween, and we did a four-day bender, well, three days. And I tapped out after day three. You know, I was a fallen soldier because I was just sick, and I couldn't really do it. And it got me thinking, freshman year, you would go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No sleep. Wake up. Club. Another club. I can't, guy. Going out on Saturday in the morning, I'll be like, ah, ah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a lot. I also feel like, obviously, you guys know. I knew said it on this podcast. I've been drinking for a while. I've been the party person. I've been the instigator. I've been the shit starer. This is why you shouldn't start things earlier than you're supposed to start them. Because now, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's why you shouldn't start things earlier than you're supposed to. Because you're only supposed to be three years in. Meanwhile, you're like six years in. <laughs> I'm a veteran <laughs> in this one. You're like you're like 27 at 21. <laughs> but yeah, um, I also think like I've always been a moderately heavyweight. Like I've been a midweight. Like I can drink enough to get drunk. But then I was in a lightweight. I feel like now, like I used to be able. Me and my friends used to do so. Let me go out. In freshman year, we used to have these cups. Let's say, picture like the McDonald's large cup. I'm used to fill like half of it with vodka and quarter with soda. And we used to drink that before we went out every day. And now, tell me why we'd be going out and we'd be having six, seven shots. And we're like, I'm done. Like, guys, what is this? <laughs> My six, body. A lot of shots, I'll be real. But you know, Chira isn't destructive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but even like bullets, guy, I used to be able to dance three kinds of bullets. Give me one and a half now, my head will start turning on your own. Like, no. But yeah, I think also drinking, I think that's kind of calmed down. I just like, I, I like a good ne- Negroni, Spagliato, <laughs> <laughs> with Prosecco in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's about you. Drinking, how do you think? Well, Anna said I'm 27 in a 21 year old body. I'm a veteran. I don't drink, so I don't know about all that stuff. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I also feel like now I kind of crave more like wholesome activities to so, like, like experiences, what? like rather than just like pure enjoyment, I want something wholesome to do. So, like, you know, not always everybody after party let's go let's go do something like fun like actually fun like a haunted house a pumpkin patch like something fun something mm. Mm. i feel like not everything has to have alcohol you know mm. wow chitara growth yeah. wow chitara is 21 guys but yeah yeah I, no, I definitely agree with that like i love i as much as i love my clubs and my going out I do love my brunches, as in, you know, non-alcoholic brunches. Yeah. I love my brunches. I love my 
pottery dates, my market, food market dates, my lunches and dinners. Yeah. Sign me up. Like, it's, it, it just goes back to those moments like yes like everything was fun but like especially for me when I think about secondary school the funniest moments I have are with me Anu and our other two friends Coincel and Toby where after prep we used to sit down on the floor and just just for like maybe like 20 minutes before anyone figured out we're actually on the floor like just just for that long <laughs> and I think those are so funny or like walking back from dinner and just in with one of your friends, like just wholesome things, just like, you know, friendship, huzzah, shit like that. Huzzah, not huzzah. Yeah, and speaking about social, I feel like as I've grown up, I kind of haven't thrown safety to the wind. So when I was 18, for you guys that know that year, I could do, I was invincible as far as I was concerned. Like I would go out and, you know, I would like, I was, I wasn't reckless. Like I take like, that's say my parents were like, you're only supposed to have two people in your car. I'd have eight people in my car. Like, I'd be like, oh, you know what? Fuck the rules. Fuck the patriarchy. Now, guy, safety first. Everybody have your this. Everybody have your that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really play that. I don't play that. I don't play that. <laughs> I'm friends with a group of people that like, I like meeting new people, but like with caution. Like, if some guy stopped me on the street, I was like, hey, what's your name? Like, my friends here would be more likely to talk to that person, even give that person their number. And the whole time, I'm in the corner making a bitch face because the fuck, like, I don't know you. You could mm. actually be a kidnapper. Like, <laughs> and they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, Felicia. That'd be fake name, guys. That's... I need to come up with one. The last time somebody asked me, I my name was Meredith. Meredith, like Meredith Gray. Uh. <laughs> And then just speaking about social aspects, friendships. I've just been waiting to talk about this one. <laughs> you guys are happy. to get off my chest. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. So. This year, 2022, has been a very trying time for me in terms of friendship. Um, I've lost a couple of like my really close friends like people that I thought would be in my life like forever are not my friends anymore and I would also say that I've had you know disagreements with some of my really close friends and I've I've, I think I've just one thing that has become clear is that friendships are not as light because you know I always used to when I was younger I always used to clown people that would be like oh I don't just call anyone my friend you know I still clown them I can't lie but I kind of get where they're coming from because to really say someone is your friend you have to be prepared to do the work because friendships are no longer just oh we have things in common let's be guys it's a lot more than that it's a lot of like let me make allowances for you you make allowances for me i'm gonna support you you're gonna support me you're giving 100 i'm giving 100 some days i can't give 100 i'm giving 70 and you have i'm giving 30 and you have to be okay with that type of thing yeah um so i think yeah i've learned a lot the first thing i learned is that a lot of people don't read to you as much as you read them <laughs> You'll be calling somebody, you think that somebody is your best guy. Meanwhile, they're building a case against you. They don't like you. Yeah. Another thing I've learned is to manage my expectations. Like, I feel like, well, I'm not perfect. And I know, I think, we know when we say we're not perfect. We say it, we know it, but we, sometimes we pretend like we don't know it. Because we're like, yeah. I, why would she do that to me? I think managing your expectations, people aren't perfect. And neither are you. 
you know you you also have problems and i'm talking about me when i say this i also have problems so i can't like always be annoyed or get angry at you know people when they do things that i don't particularly like because you know everybody's human and last thing i learned this year communication is key guys communication is key talk to people when you have problems talk to people talk to people yeah. and communicate your needs and wanting your friendship because if you don't open your mouth close mouth don't get fed don't be honest, your friends will never know what it is that you need so i think in summary for this friendship thing i would say not everybody's going to be in your life forever that's a really really harsh truth that i've learned not everybody's going to be in your life forever i appreciate the times that you had with them and yeah look forward to the future um, friendships are a lot harder when you grow up um it takes a lot more effort to keep someone as your friend but for you know, for specific friendships, it's really worth it. So put in that work and don't just be cutting people off all willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. My uh, drop. Um, yeah, I don't know how to follow that one up. <laughs> I think the one I definitely learned is um, we're all human and we all make mistakes. Like, I think one thing growing up that I really expected was my friends to be like on my side 24 7, never really make a mistake, you know, that kind of thing. And I feel like mm-hmm. as a grown up, it's like it's okay to disagree with your friends, and it's okay to tell your friend they're being a dick. Like mm-hmm. one of the days where your guy would cheat on his girl, and you'd be like, "But bro, you know you were tired of the relationship." No, that's enabling. Like <laughs> tell him it's wrong. And another thing I've learned is, I feel like I have not. I have. I. I've gone to school in Nige, I went to school in England, I went to school here. So I have three different sets of friends. And I would let my American friends meet my English friends, but I'll be damned if I let anybody meet my Nigerian friends. Because my Nigerian friends are, long story short, they're rude. Like, I don't even mean that they're like, it's <laughs> rude. <laughs> we're not friends, we're not business partners. I don't mean talking about I mean, like, I feel like just growing up as a Nigerian, you just kind of learn. There's no time to be beating around the bush. Like, if you have a problem with me, like, nine times out of ten, I'm either going to be sarcastic about it to your face or something like that. I feel like all my Nigerian friends, everybody's yeses are yeses and their noes are noes. Mm. I feel like having two, like, three different groups of friends, my English friends are sort of like that because, you know, the Brits, they don't really beat around the bush. I feel like um sometimes when I'm here, I do forget that people like to like reverse psychology so then no is yes. So if someone's like, oh no, 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 go ahead, do it, is a trap. Never do it. Never fucking do it. Um, yeah, that's another thing I've learned. Like I love my three friend groups equally. Um, but I would never let anybody meet my Nigerian friends. They're mean as hell. Um, especially Anu. Anu is the worst. Um, Ed, <laughs> Ed, don't fucking kill me. Um, and I think the last thing I've learned is, like Anu said, not everybody's going to be in your life forever. Like I'll still see people and say, "Oh my god, hi, this is this is this," but like some of the people I've been friends with for so long and I grew up with, like we just fell apart. And like Anu said, not everybody rates you, like. One of my friends, I thought we were guys, was out here calling me things to his boys. And I nearly blew my top. <laughs> oh, no. Or, like, yeah, like, 
I don't know, and communication. I feel like I've, I'm thinking about me now. Like, I think, especially me being in America and all my friends being in England, I think it's very hard for us to have a friendship if we don't equally communicate what you need from each other as friends. Like, I'm not going to say I call my friends like 24-7-365. Like, I call them once a month. I see I mean once every week, like shit like that. And I think if I have something I've realized is if you're not going to make the effort for me, I'm not going to make the effort for you because I'm finna look like Google before. She would do Dozier's first daughter. I'd rather pick that than look like a fool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, another really important thing to speak about that um, a lot of people have said is are your college friends your real friends? Because you've only known them. I know. I mean, when you met your friends in secondary school, there was also a time when you only knew them for three years. Would you have said they are your fake friends then? <laughs> Me, I don't believe in that. And quantity think, over quality, quality over quantity, frankly yes, speaking. That's what I was going to say. I there think, are lots of people I've met at uni that I know are just going to be my friends for life. Yeah, I think. Quality. Let me caveat that by saying, obviously, I just said everybody think it's going to be in your life forever. It's going to be in your life forever. I don't know what I think is going to be in my life I think forever. Definitely quality over quantity. Like, yes, you may have a friend group of five, ten people, but like only two or three of them are going to be your friends for life. And I only have two friends in my friendship group, so I found them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, friendships are hard yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get older because everyone's doing different things. Everybody's in a different place in life. You know, not everybody. Doesn't... People have to take time off work. Yeah, people have to take people have to take time off work. Not all this. Oh, let's go to Miami, huh? I'm a requested time off. I can't just come <laughs> out. So like, <laughs> yeah, I think new responsibilities come into play. So, like, obviously, you both have to work at that friendship to maintain it. Also, the last thing I would like to end this friendship and just this thing is the phone, like you know that telephone you hold, it's a two-way fucking device. It works both ways. Voila. Don't be like, you never call me. Is your phone broken? You can receive calls. So I'm expecting that you can make them. Okay? Okay. But yeah, guys, that's what we have for you guys on this episode of the Care Pack. I'm just shouting at you guys. Okay, guys. Okay. Before we even finish now, let's just, you know. Round up by saying, obviously, love you all, you know, but yeah, we know that most of our audience is 18 to 25. We have a few 16 to 18. 18. Well. <laughs> I said 16 to 18. Oh, so for the 16, to, 16 to 18s, don't let us scare you. Um, I would say, you know, that period of 18 to 21 is actually one of, it's, it's actually a really good period of your life because you have the freedom of being in uni, but then your parents are still supporting you, so you have money and then you're also free. It's great. And um, the point that you're about to enter now is about to be a bit rugged because, you know, we're about to be in our brook years. We're about to be rugged. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's all. Friendships are really important. Try to keep them if you can. Yeah. Don't get you down. Don't let your mental health get you down. Don't let your ups get you down. Don't let your ups get you Throw them to the wings. Yeah. Word. All right. Go on, Chidara. I can end it now. Thank you, guys. 
We love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Care Package Podcast. You guys know the joke. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Care Package Pod and coming soon on TikTok at the Care Package Pod. Um, yar. That's all we have for you guys today. Bye. Bye. This package has been signed, sealed, and delivered. Thank you.